Let's start with the scripture. I'm reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Uh, My name is Kyle Harrington. Uh, I am a recent graduate of Oaks Christian School uh, right down the way. I'm the youth deacon here at WPC. Uh, This fall, I'm going to be attending Belmont University to study music business. It's out in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, And I've been going to this youth group since sixth grade back in JYF. I was invited by my friend Christian Kupfer, and the rest is history. Uh, And now, as the title says uh, today, we're talking about time. And I love the idea of time. In high school, I was a big science nerd. I would never do well in my science courses, but I'd take them because I thought they were fun. And my college counselor was not particularly happy with that. Um, But it's what I enjoyed. And I was actually able to take one of the the most difficult science courses at my school. It was called AP Physics 2. And in the very first month uh, of this course, we started talking about time and the relativity of it equals mc squared, stuff on the lines of that. I thought it was really interesting. I'm not here to give a physics lesson. Uh, I don't have time for that. Um, but this this idea and um, this idea of time and expressing it through words can like it can be seen through Ecclesiastes. Uh, most likely, Ecclesiastes is thought to have been written by Solomon. Uh, he was quoted one of the wisest men of his time. And I think that kind of shows, given that we're still reading his stuff however many thousands of years into the future. So it kind of pays to be smart. Um, and a, it's a little bit of a, I guess, controversial book. It's a very much about focusing on the physical, where, and I know in my experience, I've been taught from a young age to throw you know, away the idols of the material and focus on God. And Solomon uh, says yes, but there's also a point to appreciate what's here. God made it for a reason, and for us, he made this world to give to us. So an appreciation for the material with understanding where it comes from is his point in this book, which I think is kind of cool. And in this verse particularly... He, talk, he talks about how there's a time for all things. And I kind of wanted to talk 
about my time here and how I've made a certain transition from maybe the time for the, the time for the bad to the time for the good. So, same as Chloe, I've been on four mission trips with the group so far. Uh, in the fifth one, I'm going on this summer to West Virginia, and I'm super happy I get to end off with where I started. Uh, and as she said before, uh, in West Virginia, we've been renovating this barn that originally had no roof, no walls. It was two floors, but there wasn't a floor on most of the second floor. It just went straight through. And there's a bunch of storage uh, underneath uh, that we had to clear out. And I remember getting there and waking up the next morning after breakfast and Rustin, uh the head man there uh, says, all right, I'm here to assign you groups. And Rustin's a very, very stern in his decision-making, very final. You don't really question his decisions because they usually end up being, you know, the right decision. And I remember he says, all right, I need a roof crew. I want, I want Geller, I want Corinne, I want Travis, I want Brian, I want Kyle. I want you all up there. And I hear my name and my eyes, like, widen because I have severe acrophobia. Like, my fear of heights was off the charts at that point. And recently I've been trying to kind of like put myself in positions where I'm able to overcome that, but at this point I, I've done nothing. It's the worst it's ever been. And I'm standing there and I tell Rustin, I'm like, well, Rustin, I have a fear of heights and it's kind of bad. And he says, and? And I say, and I would love to work on the roof this week. <laughs> and so we head on up. Uh, and I'm up there, uh, and my legs were shaking. And maybe it was just me, but I felt like the building was swaying in the wind. Uh, and when I was up there, I was mostly the guy giving people tools. I wasn't like, the first day, I wasn't like in the real work of it, uh, just because of how sketchy I thought it was. But day goes by, I wake up the next morning. And I think, well, can't be that bad today, right? I already did it once. And so breakfast is over. We're told to go to our jobs. I stand up and I hear Adam Geller go, all right, roof crew, let's run, let's run. And I'm, they're all like seniors and juniors and I'm the one freshman. And so they start running and I'm like, well, I have to start running too, right? And so we, they start running up. They're going, they're climbing the rafters, getting to the top of the roof. I take the stairs um, and get to the top. And there's this one rafter. It's like this thin. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, to look cool in front of the older class, maybe I can jump this one and, like, get to them. And I take a little leap, and I put my hand out for uh, a grasp. And I put my hand on an open nail. And I I trip, and I basically fall on this rafter that's this thin. Leaning left or right would have made me fall two stories because the floor was not there for the second story. Um, I very carefully get up, uh, go down, uh, and they are eventually follow me. Uh, I get patched up. I sit down in the, uh, the gathering area, and I'm I'm thinking I'm like that that yeah that was a good run that was that's it. And they were, they were talking to me and they said, are you going to come back up? And I said, I might, be, I might be done. And Adam Geller, in the nicest way possible, said, you know, we're here for a reason. We're here to help the people who are in a much worse position than we are. And 
he was encouraging me to get back up, and he was right. And so I spent another 20 minutes uh, waiting for you know my hand to like heal a little bit, and I got back up there. And what we were told was not going to be was going to be a little over half done by the end of the week. We ended up finishing the whole roof, which was super cool. Now flash forward another year, New Mexico mission trip. Um, I remember landing. It was boiling hot. Everyone was dehydrated. And we got on the road. We're in the middle of nowhere, so there's nowhere to get water. So everyone started to get a little cranky. We're about halfway uh, into our drive. And we see a casino with a Johnny Rockets right next to it. And we say, okay, well, let's stop for lunch. We come back out and we find out that one of the cars had been broken into. Uh, and a friend of ours stuff, uh, her wallet had been stolen some expensive headphones and a few other things that she had worked for herself had been taken. And we tried to, uh, you know, make her feel all right, tell her it was going to be okay. She wasn't really having it, and we were cranky in the, in the first place, so that didn't really help. And I remember the first day, uh, we, it was a little tough walking around with all this um, tension. I remember by the end of the night, uh, we said, we apologies were said here and there, uh, and we got in a better place. And the second day we got up to work, within a couple of days, they ran out of, they started to run out of jobs to give us, because we were just working just like a team. And now, I hope you see the, the theme that I'm trying to get here, but I'm going to flash forward. Now it's the most uh, recent mission trip, it was in Houston, Texas. And there we served the homeless community and fellowship. And I had a friend who, she had recently started coming to the, to the group. She wanted to go on the mission trip. She ended up going. Uh, the only thing is she recently, or in the past year before that, her dad had been struggling with cancer. And it was on the trip a couple days in that he had become unresponsive. And so she was given the decision. They said, we'll fly you back out to California, be with your family, you know, in this time. And she said, okay, I'll think about it. Give me a night to sleep on it. And she did. And we wake up the next morning, and the first thing she says to me is, I think I'm staying. And I said, uh, okay, uh, why? And she said, well, I don't exactly know, but every time you know, I've been praying about it, I've been trying to make this decision. And she was very, she just thought that God was calling her to stay. And she said that she very much heard this calling. And I remember uh, a couple nights in, um, she went on FaceTime with her family, and I was, she wanted me there uh, to comfort her in the time, and her dad passed on the trip. And then we, had a, we still had a few more days. And I remember as those days went on, she continued to work in fellowship with these people and really made them feel worth it. Even with all the stuff she was going through, she was still able to go to these people who were on the streets with no jobs, their family doesn't want to talk to them, they don't have a lot of friends, and she was able to be in their presence and make them feel worth it. And I still talk to her uh, this day, and whenever the conversation comes up, she still believes that she did make the right decision. Because in helping with the people, she was able to lean back on that 
and in the times where it was harder for her and her family to get through it. And she was able to be the rock that her family needed. So the point I'm trying to make here, we're not promised a perfect life. We're promised the opposite. We have our ups, and we have the time for the downs. And we're, we're called to pray and cope with this uh, and to take action on that. Later in Ephesians, just in chapter 3 and verse 12, uh, Solomon writes, I know that there's nothing better for men than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live and help others as they do so. And I, I, I see this verse, and I, I really enjoy this verse. Because I try, I try and look at this and bring that out in my everyday life through what I've been taught here. And I, I, I don't have this all figured out. I'm 18, 18 and a half if you really want to be generous. But I look at Solomon's wor- words and I think, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to be like this, just to be happy. And I think about it and I think, well, how do we get there? It's not promised just to come into our arms, just to fall into our lap. But instead, we have to be the ones to do something about that. It's on the basis of faith. You know, God has his hand outstretched to us, but it's our job to go and grab the hand that's outstretched, to turn to him and walk towards him in our faith, and to take that action, to make that decision, to keep going. And I, I talk to people sometimes about this. They tell me they, they pray and ask um, how to do this and what their options are. And sometimes their options will be right in front of them. Um, I, I've talked to people where they, I've asked, well, you know, what are you doing to cope? How are you, you know, helping yourself with this? And they say, well, I have the options of A, B, and C. And I say, how long have you been thinking about, you know, doing them? And they're like, it's, it's been a while. And the calling that I always tell them is, well, try one. Put, make the time. There's always going to be time. For me, this, this was youth group. This was CNA, SYF. This was these mission trips. Uh, I was able to go uh, into other charity groups outside of this just because it's what helped me. Other church opportunities and um, stuff along those lines really put me in this position to make the transition from maybe being in a time that wasn't so good to something that I could consider great. And so the calling I have today is if you haven't taken action or haven't um, thought about what you could do to transition into a new time, maybe it could be about time. So, can you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the people that are here. And I pray for anyone who is in here in whatever way that they need. I thank you for all the time that you have given us here. I thank you for the time that you've promised us in heaven. I pray that we're able to reach out to you in our faith and to really meet you where you stand. I pray for safety these upcoming weeks and months and the rest of our lives and happiness. In your name I pray. Amen.